Hello, and welcome to the Writing Guys podcast, where we help writers get inside a guy's head by answering burning questions on how men think. I'm Lansing McCall, today's moderator, and our hosts are Michael Aspen and C.T. Andrews. What's up? Hello. All right. Uh, before we get started, do you guys want to talk about where we can find your work? Um, Sure. I'll talk about Michael's. Um. It is not available as of yet. It is in the final stages of editing. Uh, he has had numerous people look look through it. Uh, I myself at one point, uh, first, what, 10 chapters or so? Um, I can't wait to see it on shelves. I can't wait to see it on sale. Let's get that sucker on the road, Michael. Come on, man. Let's publish. I'm back in the I saddle. Like I, started, I started working on it again this week. I'm back in the saddle, so that's good news. I'll talk about, I'll talk about your CT and Lancey's. I'll just, I'll just do both. So, um, because the answer is very short, look in the show notes below or the con or the uh, description below, and you will find a link to their works. Um, and, uh, I believe CT yours is Amazon exclusive, right? Yours is, um, it's called yeah, it's, the, uh, it's available on Amazon and in yeah. KU. Yeah, and in so KU. It's so it's the gods of blood and lust series. And Lancey's book is available wide. It should be available pretty much anywhere you buy a book. And it's called Left Turn. And uh, both of those books, like I said, there are links in the description that will take you right to them. Buy them. Get them for Christmas, maybe. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for that nice introduction. Um, coincidentally, in my book, Left Turn, it is a contemporary romance that features a boss lady oh which is relevant to the question we have today sneaky segue there lancy <laughs> oh no it's not kinky sorry i didn't mean oh, to give that no <laughs> i said i said sneaky sneaky oh i thought you said kinky. <laughs> my bad let's, my bad let's keep this episode above the table now <laughs> yeah. don't know where my mind was but okay kinky boss ladies what are you writing about really <laughs> All right. So the question today, the question question today is, is it more difficult to work for a female or woman boss? Mm. Um, so my answer is going to be pretty short. No, um, I have not had an issue with it. Um, I have had, I'm trying to count, but I can't even count. The, there's been quite a few. I've had a lot of jobs. Um, where I've had, I've had women bosses and I've never really had an issue with it. I have had occasionally where um, women bosses had kind of a chip on their shoulder and they kind of treated me poorly because I was a guy and they treated the women better, um, which I found to be uh, a little frustrating, but I never, it was never a situation where I held it against a gender. I held it against the person because I'd seen the opposite. I'd seen guys, guy bosses do similar things, play favorites of whatever sort. Um, and that's just poor management practice. So I've, I've never really had an issue with it. Um, my current boss is a woman and I, her and I get along really well, at least I think. Um, and, uh, I respect her opinion. I respect her decisions. And I really want to, I tell her all the time as I'm, I'm a independent contracted it person. I say, my job is to make sure you're happy, right? You're the one that signs my check every, every month. <laughs> and, uh, 
And so, you know, if everybody else is unhappy, but you're happy, then I'm doing my job, even if, you know, but, you know, the, the goal here is to, to make sure to, to get the work done and make sure you, you agree that we're in a good spot. So, yeah, for me, it's never been an issue. Um, but I have, I have worked with people that have had issues with women bosses. Uh, and specifically, I work with a woman right now that does not like having a woman boss and she, she hates it. And I don't understand that, but yeah let's we'll come back to that let's yeah. let's see what ct yeah we'll dive into that later I'm, I'm curious to know excuse me more about that as well but um yeah short answer no um i am going through the roster of uh women bosses that i've had in the past and there have been quite a few and i don't ever remember having a problem working for any of them um and and i do think they were quite good at what they did um if ever i had an asshole boss it wasn't a woman it was a guy and i've had a couple of them um at least one or two most of the bosses i've had well i will say this i can't say that most of the bosses i've had i've gotten along with but i have gotten along with all of the women bosses that i've had um and uh in fact one of my favorite bosses I ever had was uh, I had this rinky dink little job back in uh, college that saw, saw me through college. I was working at a Sam's club and I was like, I was the grocery, the grocery, uh, the floor guy. And she was awesome. And uh, what she would do is take all the rotisserie chickens at the end of the day of which there were a dozen. And mm -hmm. instead of just throwing them out because they were cooked, she gave them to the employees to take home. And I thought that was cool. And I always thought it was very unjust that she would get fired for that very thing. Because, Did she? yes, she got fired. In fact, they told her, we're going to fire you if you keep doing that. And she said, I'm not wasting the chicken. I'm going to give it to all of these college kids who are starving anyway. And she kept giving, to, give, giving the chicken to us. And they fired her, which I think is a cool boss. That is an idealistic boss, and it's a boss with uh, stick-to-itiveness. How's that for a word? Yeah. And it's a boss with fairness and just, and uh, so I always remember her, man. I'll, I'll never forget her, and she was awesome. Her name was Diana from New Jersey, and she talked like this, like this here, and she was like, I'm a man Sam's Club manager. You want the chicken? Take the chicken home. And uh, so she was kind of awesome, yeah. and they fired her. Um, uh, but as far as, you know, yeah, I, I, I have no problem working for a female boss. At least I never have. So, okay. So let's dive a little deeper. Um, you guys are fine, male, female, whatever you take people on their personalities. Great. When you have had a woman boss, have you felt um, like you had to be more careful about how you interacted with her or did you interact with her the same way you would a man boss? Oh, I can answer that question very quickly. Oh, um, uh, I was going to wait for Michael though, but I I'll go ahead. No, I, I interact with female bosses much more naturally than I do with male bosses. Uh, I'm just, there's just a comfort level that I think exists with, with female bosses as opposed to male bosses. Now, is that an indication that I see them as um, 
having less authoritative stature than a male boss, or is it an, an indication that I respect and appreciate them on a more mutual level than I do a male boss? I don't know. We'd have to debate that. Um, but I'm definitely, I definitely feel more natural with a female boss. And having gone through, gosh, four and a half years, almost five years of contract work where I was uh, uh, interviewing for a different job just about every month or every two months. I did a lot of interviews, a lot of interviews as a marketer. And um, I would far prefer to interview with the female than a male, than a male boss. Like I've had great interviews with females, with women hirers as opposed to male hirers. So yeah, I don't know. I just have a comfort level with female authority, I guess. I'm just, that's curious to me. Go ahead, Michael. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can jump in here. In I, I was just wondering if there's like a, an underlying uh, competitiveness with other men or something, you know, something that goes back to your lizard brain about, you know, there actually there, there absolutely is. I was just getting ready to jump in and say that. Um, so, uh, Typically, the bosses that I have felt uncomfortable working under have been men, and it's and I think it's because uh, I am not your prototypical male, right? I'm not I'm not a highly competitive person, you know, the typical alpha male that you see that's you know competition driven and always striving to succeed. And you know, I I make comments like I really want to get home and spend time with my family, and that's not something that most men would say. They would, you know, whatever you need, boss, I'm here, kind of thing. And and so, um, I think that there was something on on their end, especially that they just felt like they didn't connect with me, um, and so that made it made the situation more awkward for me, for sure. Uh, that's happened every time that's happened. It's been with a guy um a, a, a male boss um the interesting thing though there was one time where uh i remember distinctly i was working at mcdonald's uh as a grill cook this was like my very first job and uh normally i was i was a pretty responsible employee like they had rules there if you have time to lean you have time to clean and you should never you should you're never done working there's always work to do and the, all these kinds of things and in essence what they were what they're trying to do is is say, look, you know, getting the food out is important, but we're a very busy restaurant. And when you have downtime, you need to prep for the next busy because we were very busy. We, there was very seldom that we didn't have orders coming in. So when you've got 10 minutes, you need to, you need to be cleaning, prepping, restocking, whatever to prepare for that next run. And so, um, there, but there were times, especially if you worked late at night where you would have lulls. And you would have a lull that was long enough for you to actually take a break, just to lean against the counter and be like, right. You're not on break, but you're taking a breather. And I remember distinctly, there was a manager that was only there for a temporary period. She was like filling in for a vacation or something, but she wasn't there very long. And she came back and me and the other grill cook and one of the people that worked in the back were just standing around, you know, chewing the bull we had already done all the cleaning. We'd already done all the restocking. And she comes out and she yells at her, what are you doing? And I said, we're, we're just taking a breather. And as what I said, and she goes, you all need to get back to work right now. And we're like, oh, okay. And so we did. And ever, and so when I first met her, like the first two days she was there, her and I got along great. But from that moment on, 
there was an awkwardness there. And I felt like, I felt like there was nothing that proved this point, but I felt like she felt like we three guys were taking advantage of her being a female boss by taking that breather. But it was like 1130 on a Tuesday night and we closed in half an hour and we had gotten everything done that we could get done before we actually closed the store. And there was, there was literally nothing to do other than just, okay, let's go rewipe the counters. Right. I mean, we just did all of this, but let's start making busy work for ourselves. So we knew better than her, the store's cycles and momentums and when we could take a breather and she was yelling at us about it. And anyway, so from that day on for like the rest of that week, she treated me much poor, much more poorly. And I do wonder if she thought that we were trying to take advantage of her uh, as the three guys in the back that were, you know, working the grill. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. But yeah, most of the time my, my working with women has never had that kind of issue on that yeah, note, I do tend to try and keep it very professional. Like as I've had a longer career, I do always try to keep the. I, I joke and I'm very friendly, but I never try to bring gender into the discussion. It's always a professional joking around that we do or try to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's tough to say. I don't know what her, uh, what, what brought that little outburst on from her. Right. I've never had, I don't think I've ever had a, uh, uh, a situation like that with a woman boss, with a female boss. In fact, if I'm ever asked to do something, you know, from a female boss, hey, uh, draft this email or whatever, as I always feel like I'm doing this for her as uh, my my boss, but it's almost like a mutual favor that I, I, I'm doing. I want to do this because I know I'm, her it's for whatever achieve whatever objective she's trying to achieve whereas if a guy comes and does it i always feel like i'm doing it because i'm told to do it you know there's mm. there's a less of a mutual mutuality there no matter what the task is i use drafting an email as an example it could be go mop the bathroom all right yeah i'll, I'll go mop the bathroom for you ma'am you know because you asked me to and you'd like it if i did this whereas opposed to uh yeah, I'm, I I have to mop the bathroom now because this dude told me to, you know, or, or or whatever. Just as an example. So yeah, there's a different uh, dynamic uh, in dealing with female bosses versus male bosses. I think. Do you think that's? Uh, do you think that's some of your southern upbringing? Um, I don't know. I don't think so, because I don't know what it means to be upbrought or brought up in the North, you know, well, North yeah. of the Red River. Well, I'll uh, let me to tell you. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a serious uh, question because, yeah. because it is a big deal in the South. It, it is. In extremely the, courteous to women and elderly. You know what I yeah. mean? In the, in the North, everybody's an asshole and everybody gets treated like crap equally. So we don't, we don't <laughs> give a shit. And, um, at least where I was raised in Massachusetts, that was definitely the case. We just, it was very different feeling. I remember a lot of, when I moved here to the Midwest, which is not nearly as strong with the Southern hospitality that you have down there in, in Texas, but there was still much more of, you know, you need to be, you need to treat women a specific way and all this. And I remember, I remember distinctly in the 1980s being like, what the fuck is the matter with these people? <laughs> Because I'm used to, 
you know, Massachusetts, you know, we lived right outside of Boston and Boston. Right. And, uh, we, we, uh, we had very much that attitude growing up of, we didn't care who you were, you know, if you're not one of us, you're one of them and therefore you're shit. And there's a whole bunch of them and there's only a very few of us and the us didn't matter what gender you were. You just came from the same block. So yeah. 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 We had um, a company meeting once and it was, it was managers from all around the world. I worked in a global corporate environment and it was a very nice dinner we were having. And there was a, a, a female manager from Germany and she sat next to me. And we were in Galveston and the, the staff was waiting on us and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And because that's how we were all raised, y'all. Right. If you didn't say ma'am, you got in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there might be a backhand coming your way if you didn't tack on that yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Anyway, she leaned over and she told me, she goes, why are they saying ma'am? And I'm like, uh, they're just being polite. Well, I don't like it. it. It makes me feel old. <laughs> you really shouldn't take offense. It's just a Southern thing. They're they're showing their manners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, they're going to... Oh, every... North get confused and offended when you show them manners. How yeah. interesting. Well, it's not... It's not that we get confused. We're just like, that's a bunch of bullshit. You can shove that ma'am right up your ass. It doesn't matter. Just bring me my yeah. food. Well, bless your heart, Michael. <laughs> that is that is the Southern fu right there. I know, I know what that means. <laughs> well, bless your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I you, do. Are you interested in hearing my experiences with women bosses? I, I would, but I, I just want to tack one thing on there. I do appreciate the candor of the Northeast. The the reality is, is that there's a lot of more, a lot more subtext in the culture when you get down in the South, like that bless your heart doesn't mean bless your heart. That is a, that is a put down of put downs in the South. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it, it means what you think, but yeah. a lot of times, no, no, yeah. <laughs> but again, because of that subtlety, I feel like I feel like in the from being up in the Northeast, there's a lot more candor. There's a lot less of that subterfuge between what you're saying and what you actually mean. And I miss that. I really miss that. Um, and so anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there that I appreciate. I feel like you're more you're more direct, right? People yeah, from the much North, more so. Just more yeah. direct. Whereas there's a lot of small talk in the South mm-hmm. that contains a lot more than you think you're just talking about the weather, but there's a lot more yeah. happening than just the oh, weather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, 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 I was a little driving around with my Mima and Papa, and the, in the car it would be completely quiet. No one's saying anything. But every now and then you'd see, you'd hear my Papa, he's driving the car, and he'd go, Higgly Wiggly, and just keep driving the car. <laughs> like, <laughs> a one-word conversation that uh, sort of filled the space for the next, you know, minute or two, because he said it, and now it's in your head, and there's a whole conversation going on in, in silence. It's like a it's like a one-word conversation. I gotta stop and ask Michael. Do you know what a Piggly Wiggly is? I do. I think that is okay. one of the most unfortunately named stores in history. But yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a grocery, a grocery store, store for you guys yeah. who don't know. 
Right. Thanks for the clarification. There might be some people who don't know what a Piggly Wiggly is. Uh, yes, grocery store. Or Whackers. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. again, with the unfortunate naming convention, I got to wonder what's going on down there. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> when I first heard the, the term Piggly Wiggly, I have to admit, my mind did not go to grocery stores. It did not. Yeah. It was involving animal husbandry. Yeah. And the, and the perversions that might arise from that. <laughs> yeah. Why why would anybody think grocery store? I've never actually I've never actually seen one. Do they actually have a like a pig in their logo at all? I've never I've never seen one. Oh, in yeah. my life. It's a cute little, you know, <laughs> like the Looney Tunes pigs. It's a cute little pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that logo probably hasn't changed since the fifties. I mean, I don't know, but it, you wouldn't think so. Yeah. I don't know. That just cracks me up. Anyway, somebody <laughs> had a finish back in the day. That's all I got to say. You know, so my <laughs> logical brain goes to goes this way. Well, I'm thinking back in the day, that was where you took your little pigs to market and you had to catch them because they were all wiggly and you had to do the butcher thing and now come buy your meat. Yeah. Yeah. So why not call it? Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> after butchering pigs. <laughs> Oh gosh, we probably should have put a. If you're a little kid, don't answer it. Don't listen to this. Yeah, yeah. We'll make this one not safe for kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. All right, Women's yeah, but I would bosses. like to hear your experiences with female bosses. I do. I actually love to hear that. Uh, mine's actually very similar to you guys. Um, you know, I've had good women bosses and really terrible women bosses. Same with men. Really good men bosses really comes down to the individual but what i have found is the higher up the corporate ladder that i went the 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 women bosses the women boss experience was way better like sometimes at the lower levels there's a little bit of competition um and i don't know why that is it is my opinion uh, writing guys does not promote the opinions that all opinions belong to each person it is my opinion that women tend to be very competitive with each other. Um, and I have experienced a lot of backstabbing at the lower levels of, in, in corporate America. Um, but the higher up you go, the less of that kind of behavior you get. And because the women who have climbed that far in the ladder, they've been down in the troughs, they have fought the good fight and now they're in a position where they can make a difference. And so it's more of a sisterhood at a higher level than trying to tear each other down. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. I wonder if it's the same for men. I don't know. I've never been that high up in the management hierarchy. Yeah, me neither. But, uh, that's interesting. I, I don't think it is the same for men. I, I think the higher up you go, the, the, the bit more sharky it gets. I think that's true too, based on my experience, because I have seen um, VPs and, and even people at the C level. Generally, you think they're all trying to work together, you know, because you're all on one ship together. But I have seen people at that level completely undercut another person at that same hierarchy in for power because they want power. Yeah. It's pretty ugly to watch. And and women do it too. I mean, I'm not saying they're not fallible. Sure. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Um, 
I guess I would say have to say I don't have any problem with female bosses. In fact, in many ways, I would prefer a female boss. Um, but that's different, I think, than females in authority. Like, I haven't known very, very many cops, but the female cops that I've encountered, except for one, oh, they were evil, evil bitches, just straight up, mean, mean, mean-hearted, impatient bitches. And, uh, and I have known a lot of male cops who were much cooler. So now we get into not female bosses, but females in authority, like... I would rather deal with a male cop, I think, than a female cop. Um, so, question on that, though, CT. Do you? So, being a policeman is very much a um, uh, male-dominated sure. field, right? Do yeah. you? Do you think, in your experience, women in male-dominated fields tend to be more uh, what you just described than? women in authority in other fields that are not necessarily male dominated. Absolutely I do. Yes. And I think it's because the danger level for a woman is so high in that profession. Um, I, I respect and admire women who want to be cops, but I do not understand it because you are put, you are, you are at a physical disadvantage as a woman already. And then you're going to put yourself in that, in that position voluntarily. That to me is, it's uh it's a courageous decision that borderlines insanity. And I think that's why, I think that's why they, uh, they do front with that. Don't touch me. Don't mess with me. Do what I say sort of, uh, um, air. Cause maybe they have to, to some degree, but the ones that I've known, I mean, I've, I was pulled over by one, one time. Oh, and she was just a raging, raging, mean a-hole. Um, and that wasn't the only time I've come across that. And then also in the military, I don't know of any women in the military, women officers. I've never been in the military, but I have to ask myself, would I rather be commanded by a female lieutenant, let's say, or a male lieutenant? I would have to think male, but I don't know. I've never been in that position. But again, that's a female in authority, not a female boss, which I think is a little bit different. It's interesting because go ahead, Michael. I see I your thoughts. I don't know working. that I can. I don't know that I draw the distinction. Um, I think. I think there. I haven't. I've never run across a female officer uh, as a suspect or somebody like that where I'm engaging. Like I've worked. I, I work at a place where there is a police department, so I've met female officers. But on the auspices is I'm the IT guy and they are an officer in the department that I'm servicing IT work for. So it's a very different dynamic than whenever you're like getting pulled over. Um, yeah. But almost every cop I've run into has been a real douchebag. I mean, not the ones that I work with. I'm not saying that their attitude towards me whenever I go into that office is that way. But I mean, when I've been pulled over by a cop or when I've had the interaction with a cop as a civilian and the cop is talking to me about laws being broken, Every single time I'm like, wow, I feel like he's just being a jerk. Um, and I've never been around a, a female cop. So I don't know what that reaction, what that would be. Um, but I also know of some people that have worked in the military under female officers. And they have 
mentioned similar dynamics to what we talked about earlier, CT, about how it just felt like it was easier or less, less competitive or whatever. I don't know what the, I don't know the dynamic. I don't know how to label it properly, but they felt like it was the, the, if there, there were incompetent female officers, just like there are incompetent male officers and there are competent female officers, just like there are competent male officers. So if you had a competent female officer, it was just as easy to work under her in the military as it was for a competent male officer. And if you had an incompetent one or one that had it out for you, it was just as miserable. So I don't know. I don't know that there's really a distinction there for, for me anyway. So. Well, I guess, I guess if I had to be a little more, let me clarify. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm wondering what the dynamic <laughs> when you're talking about female officers in the military commanding their, their, you know, underlings on base going through day-to-day um tasks and duty duty stations etc versus battle tactic you know combat zone red zone sort of in in the middle of being shot at kind of combat Um, i'm I'm not up on the current are women allowed in in combat in the united states military i I'm, i'm generally asking i don't know is are they allowed in combat do we know I, I didn't think they, they were. were, and that's a great question. That's a great question. I assume they were. I thought they. I thought they were battle, battle hardened, battle ready, right out of boot camp, ready to go. You got like fighter a, pilots, so I assume they are too. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to look it up. I, I really, I'm not in the military. <laughs> I've never served in the military, and uh, I, I just, I didn't even. I don't know. Oh, know the of Veterans Day. So happy- I know. I just thought that too. Happy Veterans Day, right? Yeah. Shout out to yeah. all the veterans. Obviously, when this airs, we'll be past it, but today is Veterans Day. Yes, so. I got to call my son and my dad. Oh, After yeah. Um, I kind of want to. I, I want to change to the topic a little bit. Um, I want to tell you guys about my experience as a woman in in having men. Honestly, I have always preferred to work with men because I am a direct person myself and I feel like men tend to be more direct and that is an easier relationship for me than trying to guess at whatever feelings are going on in someone inside of someone's head. (laughs) Um, That's just, that's a challenge for me in general, whether the person I'm dealing with is a male or a female. But as a woman boss, and remember, I... In my past, I have worked in male-dominated industries, even worse, in male-dominated fields within male-dominated industries. Um, I have had men who have worked for me who challenged me, who pushed back, and not a lot, but I've come across them, and I knew it was because I was a woman, that I had one guy in particular that I, I, in the end, I wound up having to fire him because he just wasn't doing the job and he was pushing back and would go around me and things like that. And I knew it was because he resented me being his boss. Really? Interesting. And so you had to fire him? Well, I fired him because he couldn't do the job. Yeah. Okay. I tried my I tried my hardest to salvage this situation because I wanted it to work. But he just couldn't do the job and he was always making mistakes around the firing. But I, I promise you, he didn't think it's because of that. Oh, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Um, did you get any satisfaction out of it? 
No, I was sad. I was sad that I could not get him to the point that he needed to be to do that job. Because he wasn't a dumb guy. He just, he didn't have the right skill set. And it's a skill set that I, you can't teach someone. But that particular problem solving is kind of something that is, it's not always something you can teach, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some intuition going on there. Yeah, yeah. So I, it made me sad, but. Um. So the, I'm going to jump back for real quick to answer the question we were trying to figure out. Um, it The dates in the article I'm reading are a little unclear. I'm on Wikipedia. Um, but it says, as of 2016, women had the equal right to choose any military occupational specialty such as ground units that were not authorized before. So at least as early as 2016, women were allowed to to uh, join combat um, combat units and and serve in combat. Uh, it may go back earlier than that, I because they do talk about uh, a female contribution was recognized in June of 2005, which was 11 years before the 2016 date I just mentioned, when a Sergeant Ann Hester was awarded the Silver Star for her actions during a firefight that took place outside of Baghdad. So again, like I said, the dates are unclear based on what I'm reading, but it, but as of now, as of absolutely as of the recording of this podcast episode, they can't serve in the, in the military in combat roles. Um, so I don't know that I would have an issue with that. I really don't. Um, thinking thinking over that, um, I don't know that I would have an issue being in a military under under a combat leader that was a woman. Because um, I, I don't know that I would care as long as she was competent and wasn't unnecessarily risking our lives, I'd be fine, right? So I think the argument, the argument I've heard, and maybe this is from a movie, so it may not be from a reliable source, <laughs> But um, the argument I've heard about that is that um, men may not behave the same they would if it was a man. Like they might not do what they're supposed to if the woman was in trouble because their instinct would be to protect yeah. her instead of carrying out their orders. Which kind yeah. of... I've heard the same. I've heard the same thing. There have been psychological studies done on soldiers in combat and uh the results from what i understand were that men are willing to take a greater risk to save the life of a female combatant than than they are uh, a male combatant and so whether that's good or bad i don't know um but there are the dynamic does change relationships when when you throw uh women into a platoon full of men it's really interesting too because you know they they sit there and harass her the whole time until they go out into battle right and then you go into battle and they want to protect her i'm sure that there are bad apples in the i'm sorry i know i just threw that i threw down i'm sorry (laughs) but that's all right you do that it's what you do you're a man oh (laughs) (laughs) you throw it down I mean, seriously, in the armed forces, it's a there's a high rate of harassment against women. There, unfortunately, I, I've heard that too. That that's a pretty. Um, there's no, there's that, that's mistaken. There, the, the high, 
the high rate comes from the fact that there are so few women in the military compared to civil population. So if so if they are there are many more women per capita getting mistreated, but that's because there's so few women in the military. But my my I would assume that those bad apples that are I don't know what would you say, harassing women are probably outnumbered by the men in that unit willing to protect her. And so, um, yes. So. <laughs> to what? I would hope so. Yeah, I would, I would hope so too, because at some point gender, you know, when, when bullets are flying around your head, let's say, or whatever, I'm sure gender goes right out the door when the last person with any ammunition in their magazine is the female who's shooting back at the enemy while everyone else is, you know, ducking for cover because they're out of ammo. I don't know. I'm just making up an example. But at some point, my point is, at some point, they're more like brothers than sisters, you know, in a platoon full of boys. To circle back to the... Wrong. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass. Are y'all actually Other... listening to this? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. To circle I'm... back, I think, to what we're what we're trying to answer is how would we feel about it? And I think, I think we kind of answered that. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think that I would have an issue and CT said that he might, um, or maybe you said you did. I don't remember. What no, he said the same he thing. You did. Oh. Did he? Well, just he... to clarify. Uh-oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What were oh. you saying? I'm sorry. No, I, I actually just stopped mid sentence. Unusual. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing is half the battle, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, I think Michael's point earlier was dead on. I don't care who's giving orders as long as they're competent orders. Yeah. The thing is, and I think this is the challenge that women have to face. And that is, do men under them automatically go, oh, her orders are going to be competent the way they would a male officer. Like that they might look at a male officer and go, well, he's going to be more competent than she is to right. be proven later right? right but i think that's the challenge that i and think that, you nailed it that women that right, have to yeah. work extra hard to prove themselves right yeah. and that, and that is exactly the issue is that i think i think there are a lot of people out there that just automatically they may not consider what they're doing any form of discrimination but they just automatically assume that the woman doesn't have the ability to do the role that she's in and therefore question her and that can be on a broad spectrum of, of places, right? Both in the workplace or in the military. Yeah, yeah you actually reminded me. Um, so back in my corporate days, I was a project manager and I worked with a lot of IT uh, implementations, right? So I worked with a lot of IT folks. And I got to the point where when I introduced myself on a new project, I just threw it up on the presentation, all of my certifications. So I didn't have to do the the dance and we could just get straight to the, you know what I'm doing. I've been here before. Can we move on to the project? That's funny. So uh, you just cut through all the bullshit with, by throwing your credentials up there. I didn't have time for the bullshit. I, I had a project to get done. That's interesting. That's, that's, you, you need to put you know, that in the book. If that's not in left turn, which I have not read all of. Then you certainly need to put that somewhere in. It needs in. to come in one of the next ones, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and here's perfect. the thing: it was effective for probably seventy percent. Yeah. 
of the people. And for 30% of the people, they were like, what an arrogant asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Why you got to go up there bragging on all your shit, you know? Well, they, yeah. I wonder what percentage I would be in because I'd be in the percentage of just going, oh, Jesus Christ, again, really? I don't want to hear all this bullshit. Look, I trust you. Just can we move on? Right. Yeah. There's there's going to be a small percentage like me. It's like, I don't want to hear the the song and dance that you have prepared that you need to do to convince all these other assholes to, you know, that you're competent. Right. Because I already yeah. don't care. I, you, I, I didn't confidence will be. Yeah. You're, you're, well, no, it's not a song and dance. What it was was your, it was your, I'm telling, this is what was going through my head. Right. Your competence will not be delivered based on your, on your experience or your credentials. Your competence will show as soon as you give orders and give direction on how we move forward on the project. So I'm going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Can we, can we just move on to actually doing the work now? Right. So, yeah. And that's the risk. And that's the yeah. risk of throwing it up there is that, that people go exactly like you did like oh god here we yeah. go you know <laughs> but but the reality is is that if we get into it and and i'm seeing you make good decisions and i'm like wow that's you know these all that stuff she listed out in the first meeting is is not only uh a bunch of a, a bunch of achievements but it's also achievements that are were that were earned through doing a good job and she's good at her job, then I'm going to be like, all right, cool. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to do what she says. And, and I'm going to be very, I'm going to, I'm going to want to build a much stronger working relationship with her because she's good at her job. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I'm to, to kind of touch on a base though. There are some women I've worked with, although very seldom were they in leadership roles. I have worked with some women that skated by on flirtation and appearance and that always annoyed me to no end whenever they were they were not doing their work. It was getting offloaded onto other people that were having to pick up their slack, but they were very flirtatious with their boss. I'm not saying they were sleeping with them, but they would they would flirt and laugh and flip their hair and go to lunch with the bosses and stuff like that. And they just kept skating by. And it always annoyed me. It always I think that's annoying me. for everybody. It annoyed me too. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really known that. I've known a couple of girls who are flighty enough to get by with doing as little as possible. And they were kind of that flirty sort. But I've never known any, any woman to actually elevate through her career based on that. Well, I uh, said, so that's I, interesting. They didn't move up very far. <laughs> I have a confession. <laughs> Oh, what'd you do, Lancey? Um, you know how you talk about being able to read the room? Yeah. yeah. I got really good because I'm a project manager. I'm having to talk people into working for me that I have no authority over, right? I'm, I'm having to get people to do tasks that are not part of their everyday job. And I have no authority to tell them, do it or you're fired. Um, so I have learned to use my charm. I've learned how to grease the wheels to get things done. And depending on, you know, what that person needs in order to feel good about it, I figured out how to give, give them their needs. And I'll give you a, a quick example if you don't think I'm being skeevy. <laughs> Too late. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was working on a project with the engineering department and there was a, there was a guy who was one of the big stakeholders and he was like this really skeptic, prove it, Prove this is going to work kind of guy. You know those guys, right. right? Yeah. We're in a project meeting. I'm telling him what we need to do to make this work. 
uh, but if we do it, it's going to be fine. And he's like, yeah, right, right. and I said, look, look, we've done this. We've done that. All we have to do is this and then it'll be fine. And I winked at him, you know, and we got through the meeting and he agreed. And my boss who happened to be in the meeting with me, we were walking out and we're walking down the hall and she goes, I never knew winking at someone was a project management tool. And I'm like, he agreed. We're yeah. good. Oh, it is. I'm sure it is. That's yeah. a, that's a risky gambit because I'll be honest with you, if I was the skeptic and you winked at me, I'd be like, what the fuck are you winking at me for? Like in my head, I'd be like, what the fuck are you winking at me for? Oh no. Right. Are we you playing you. me now? Right. I wouldn't but, have done it if I didn't know that was going to work. Yeah, No, that's what, that's what I was going to say. It was risky gambit. I'm not saying that it didn't pay off and you weren't reading the room correctly. That's just. <laughs> I'd, that's, I'd uh, thought, oh, she, she wants to jump my bones. <laughs> What the fuck are you winking at me for? <laughs> oh wait, you're wink you're winking at CT. I know that's what you were doing. <laughs> what? She he missed winking. the wink she completely. Going, he's going oh. like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, all right. So CT, you're <laughs> you're actually probably trying to make a point relevant to the podcast. So go ahead. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. No. I was, I'm out of points that are relevant to this particular episode. Well, then let's let's move to closing remarks. Yeah, we can do that. All, All right. right. Uh, no, I like I like oh the female managers that I've always had or female bosses I've always kind of liked. I've never had a problem with them. Um, I've always felt more comfortable with with uh, female bosses, and that includes interviewing with potential bosses. I'd rather them be female than male. Um, um, I'd rather be, I mean, yeah, that's it. That's what was my closing thoughts. Okay. Michael. Um, I think, I think that I've always, I've always held a more egalitarian point of view, um, when it comes to working with people like, you know, you're, and, and more importantly, I'm, I'm pretty pragmatic. Look, if you're really good at doing your job, I want to work with you. I really don't care your gender. Um, but I have worked with people and we didn't touch on this a whole lot, but I have worked with people that did not like working for uh, women. And I've also worked with uh, some people that didn't like working for men, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but I find that attitude very distasteful. I, I, I really do not like being around those people. And typically in, in my work experience, I would start removing myself and disconnecting myself from those people and, and would not respond to those people that, would voice opinions of I don't like working for X boss because of their gender. That always really bugged me like at a, at like a core level. I'm like it, you know, this is not the, this is not the place for that kind of thought. The, the reality is, is in the workplace for me, that, that thought process is all about, are they competent? Can they do the job? And if they can, then it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't matter. Um, and if they're enjoyable to work with, then all more the better. Right. Um, and, uh, their, their gender just has so little in my decision-making process about whether or not I want to work with somebody or not. It's just not, it's kind of a foreign concept to me, but I, I, I tell you, it, it's so distasteful. I remember feeling like the bile rise whenever I'd be around. I remember specifically some guys that would have those kind of comments, like whenever it'd be just the guys in the break room or something and go, I can't believe that bitch. I can't stand working for that woman. Uh, or they would drop in the C word, right? Which I'm not going to use on this podcast. And and mm -hmm. I'm just, I would just be like, really? You know, and I'd be like, all right, well, I'm done. I'd get up and leave and just walk out. 
Is it just it's just it like violates me at the core somehow. I think attitudes are changing too because um back in the day like 20 years ago when I was managing I was a, a supervisor in a manufacturing plant and I had slept with everyone. <laughs> Surprise to me. Surprise you know, to me. <laughs> you know what was funny? I uh my wife worked in an office where a woman had moved up the chain and she's a very friendly, flirtatious person, but she also was very good at her job. And she had moved up uh a little bit. And uh it was funny that all of the women, this is what going back to something you had said earlier about being kind of backstabby, all the women were saying that she slept with her boss, and all the guys are like, no, right. It, it was really interesting. Most of the guys were like, no, that probably didn't happen. But all the girls, man, they were convinced, convinced that that is what happened. And oh, yeah, I've, at several companies, at several companies, I slept with people to get promotions. Had nothing to do with me bringing in successful projects and, you know. Yeah, yeah doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. But we digress. Yes, we do. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> all right, then I'm going to wrap it up. You guys good? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks very much for listening to us talk about these topics. And this will conclude this episode of Writing Guys. Um, if you have a question you would like us to explore, um, please visit writingguys.net. Click on the button to ask us a question and fill out the form. Uh, we get them. We consider them. We throw them on the show. Uh, be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the Writing Guys podcast, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you next time. Uh, bye, bye, everyone. <laughs>